Okay, welcome back. So now we're going to dig a little bit deeper on the behavior of confidence intervals for P here. We know about the behavior of, of Z confidence intervals for mu, so we're going to see, do we, can we draw some parallels there? All right, so let's look at another quick example here of calculating an interval. Let's say we had some sort of issue people are voting on, doing some exit polling. Exit poll, 85 people, 10 say they would vote yes. Let's make a 90% confidence interval. We know our formula, p hat, there we go. Plug it in, um, since it's 90%, 1.645 is our critical value. Plug it in, do the math, there we go. So our interpretation, we're 90% confident that this, this interval we created captures the true value that we're looking for. Okay, so let's think about this, this interval that we, we just created. Alright, this interval now goes from about 6% to about 18%. Let's just say it goes from, let's just say it goes from about 5% to about 20%. Now if I'm thinking about this referendum, and the approval rating of this referendum goes somewhere from 5% to 20%, that's a pretty big difference. All right, so one thing we'll see with confidence intervals for P, the precision of these intervals is, is pretty important to us in a lot of cases. Okay, so, so because the difference just of 5% to 20%, that's a pretty big difference. Okay, so in some ways, when P is our parameter of interest, our precision matters even more than when mu is our parameter of interest. Alright, so we're going to think about that precision. The other interpretation of confidence intervals that we have seen before, if we took a whole bunch of samples, we'd expect CL percent of those to actually do their job correctly. Or if it was a 95% confidence interval, we'd expect 95% of them to capture our, now, our proportion is our parameter of interest. So does this still hold? Well, I simulated this in a program, I made a thousand confidence intervals, and turns out 945 of them, that's 0.945%, they were 95% confidence intervals. So that's about, that's about what we expected. Okay, so we can use that same interpretation there. But let's think about our margin of error. So remember, so here's our margin of error. Does that margin of error behave similar to what we've seen before? What's going to happen to this as our confidence level changes? Right, if we hold everything else constant. Well, we know that as our confidence level goes up, right, if I want to be more confident in my answer, my critical values get bigger. Therefore, the standard error and margin of error get bigger. Okay, so if I hold my sample size constant, margin of error gets bigger. Right? But then what happens if we change the sample size, which you've seen before? So our sample size is here. What's going to happen as n gets bigger? Well, we're dividing by a bigger and bigger number. So that standard error is going to get smaller. The entire margin of error is going to get smaller. And our entire interval width is going to get smaller. Okay, so we've seen the same kind of behavior that we saw before. We've seen again that bigger samples give us more precise estimates. 
So it's not enough to just calculate these confidence intervals. That's super easy. Right? Then we got to be able to interpret them. And we got to know how these margin of errors behave. Right? Remember what we did before with z intervals for mu. Once we figured out how those intervals behave, right, we were able to take that margin of error, solve for n, and come up with a formula that would give us our, the sample size that we need for a desired margin of error and confidence level. But again, we're running into a problem that we see a lot when p is our parameter of interest. Okay, p is included in its own standard error, right? Remember, p is in there. So what we've done in the past with confidence intervals is we've used p hat to estimate p. So that may be one way that I do this. Just if I have a value of p hat, plug it in there to find my sample size. So if I have some sort of prior information. But think about when we would be doing this. If we're smart, we're estimating the sample size we need to get the results that we want before we take our sample, right? Because I wouldn't want to go out and take a sample and do all this work and then not be happy with my results, right? If we're smart, we should be thinking about this before we go out and take a sample. Okay, what, sa what, what should my results look like? So what sample size do I need to achieve that? So we may not have some sort of prior information. What if we don't have prior information? Well, we can just use our best guess in some cases, and that's okay, but you know, guessing isn't great. Or we can just use what we might call the conservative estimate of P. Okay, so a conservative estimate of P, P could be anything from 0 to 1, conservative estimate right there in the middle, P equal to 0.5. Alright, so let's apply these ideas. So what if we want to be 95% confident with a margin of error equal to 0.05, margin of error equal to 0.05 would be an interval width of 0.1. Okay. So first, let's say, remember back to our last example, our, our p hat, our point estimate was 0.12. So let's say we had that prior estimate of p hat. 0.12. Well, if I want to be 95% confident, I use 1.96 as my critical value. Margin of error I'm interested in is 0.5 squared, and then plugging in that 0.12 for p hat. This is assuming that we have some sort of prior information. All right, do the math. 162.3. We always want to round up when we're working with sample sizes, so that gives us 163. All right, but what if we didn't have prior information? Using the conservative estimate of P, 1.96 would still be our critical value. 0.05 would be our margin of error. But now, remember my conservative estimate is that P is equal to 0.5. So use the, in that 0.5, plugging it in here, right, we, we get this. Again, round up, and there we go. So one thing we notice here, using our conservative estimate, that sample size is always going to be bigger than using whatever prior information we have. Okay, so thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.